This is Dave again from CheapWineFinder.com and another companion podcast, which is what I do over and over and over again. And because that's what we do on the website, we do wine reviews and we're doing it again. And this one is from Italy. It's a Pinot Grigio. It is called the uh, Teffenbrunner Pinot Grigio. It's from the... um, uh, Dolomite Mountain area of uh, Trentino Alto Adige, uh, which is the way up in the northern part of Italy. Um, in this area, most of the towns have German and Italian names, and people were as likely to speak German as they do Italian. It's way up there in the Alps. The uh, Dolomites are, um, this, this, this is a, uh, Tivenbrunner is been around since 1848 or something like that. Um, and they're in the foothills of the Dolomite Mountains, which from what I can tell is one of the most beautiful spots on earth. And it's an IGT wine. That area doesn't get DOC or DOCG regulations. In Italy, they have rules and regulations for making wine. Um, that's the DOC wines, the DOCG wines. IGT still has rules and regulations, but they're looser. They, they don't make as many wines. It has to be a wine that is representative of the region, but it doesn't have to follow these very, very strict rules. And so that's a good thing, especially when we're talking about inexpensive Pinot Grigio. And this is a bottle I found on sale for $11.99, which uh, reminded me of something. I had a conversation with someone who has uh, family in Italy. Uh, I think their their parents came from Italy, and they, they visit Rome on a regular basis. And they're saying that people in Italy don't spend more than $10 for a bottle of wine unless it's a really, 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 you know, a special occasion that, you know, because you know, when they have a meal and they're cooking, you know, basically it's farm to market. They go to the market every day and cook up a meal. They're having a wine that's like two or three euros or whatever. And this eleven ninety nine Pinot Grigio, um, if it's if it's twelve bucks in Chicago, it's probably nine dollars, eight dollars in Italy. So that's kind of falls in place with that, and that's kind of cool. And that's something that I mean it reminded me. Um, a lot of Americans don't have that mindset that. Um, Oh, it's only that much money. It can't be very good. Where in Europe, it's like, why are you spending more? If if I'm having a very, very special occasion, I'm going to buy a very special wine. But today we're going to have a meal and this is is the wine we use and it's $6 or $7, whatever the Euro conversion is. And I'm going to have a sip of this because this is actually a really flavorful Pinot Grigio. I used to have a issue with Pinot Grigio wines, which I'm going to get to after I take a sip. Now, I'm much more sensitive to acidity in wine than I am to alcohol in wine. I mean, I, back in the days of crazy uh, Australian Shiraz, there would be Shiraz with 17.5% alcohol, which wouldn't bother me at all. It wouldn't affect me any, not affect me, but I, I couldn't, on, my, on the palate, taste any more than a 12.5%. I mean, some people can, I know, go, oh, that's hot, but I never got that feeling. But um, an acidic wine would bother me. I mean, I would, um, you know, it, it would burn. It wouldn't, I, it wasn't a pleasant experience. And Pinot Grigio, 
especially back in the day, not so much anymore. I've had a uh, had a string of really good Pinot Grigios in the last few years. Would be acidic, and it would be like, ah, not for me. And so, but nowadays they're not so much. They have this balanced acidity, and I don't know if my palate's changed or they changed. And but somehow we both have come together, and I actually like Pinot Grigio now. And one of the wonderful things about Pinot Grigio is all the kind of the delicate flavors it has. Nothing stands out. It just has these really cool citruses, sometimes you know, ripe pear and apple and maybe some soft spice, a little salty thing, a little, maybe a little bit, tro- not too much tropical, but some kind of maybe a juicier kind of fruit. They've always had these very delicate flavors and that, that was, and they'd had layers of it too. That's one thing good acidity does is allows the wines to unfold and you get these layers of uh, flavors unfolding on your palate, which is kind of a fun thing. And the one thing the I got to keep on looking at it because of the Tiffin Brunner. That's uh, when I'm thinking Italian wine. I don't normally think of German names, but this region will have German names. And like I said, it's been there since 1848. So obviously, you know, obviously they belong there. And so it's, it's, this is a very tasty, well-made. Not all that expensive Pinot Grigio. And it's going to have another sip because it's in my hand. I'm looking at it, so I might as well drink it. It's got really good mouthfeel. Um, it kind of engages your palate, which for an inexpensive wine is a really nice thing. Where they, you know, Sometimes they taste great, and sometimes they do this right. Sometimes they do that right. This one has like a few things going. It's got the acidity balance. It's got the mouth that's happening. It's got the flavors going on. So it's, it, it's a wine that kind of has its act together. And, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, um, I think I'm backwards. I drink more white wine in winter than I do in the summer. You know, oh, it's too hot to drink uh, red wine. Well, no, I'm, if it's 95 degrees outside, I'm in the air conditioning. I, I can drink anything I want in air conditioning. You know, in the wintertime, you know, sometimes clean and crisp kind of matches what's going on outside. So that's not a bad thing. So here we go. The Tiffenburner Pinot Grigio from the, I'm going to pronounce what area it is because it, it is the Veneti del Dolomiti, IGT area, the foothills of the Dolomites. It's not Alta Aldige. Alta Aldige is where the expensive ones come from. Um, they have very good... Um, Pinot Grigio from Alto Adige, uh, but the, that doesn't mean that other areas don't also have very good Pinot Grigios too. I mean, you know, sometimes the best ones out of there come in the $25 range. It's a very famous one. Um, Santa Margarita, which is $18, $19. Very, you know, one of the le- that's without Santa Margarita, you wouldn't know Pinot Grigio exists. They put it on the map, but you know, they, it, it is a more expensive region, but just because one region is well-known and famous doesn't mean that the other ones are lacking in any way or their wines are lacking in any way. You know, that's just, you know, a lot of what we know about wines comes from, you know, uh, sommeliers who are working for restaurants or people writing for magazines. And those are for restaurants and collectors and that type of thing. And that's the kind of wines that those magazines talk about, especially in the Pinot Grigio, you're talking about Alto Aldige. But you're just drinking a wine on a Tuesday for dinner, you don't need Alto, though it's good. I mean, if you you can find a good one, buy it. But 
These other wines are perfectly good for that and taste great. This wine is a really well-made, delicious wine. I mean, yeah, the Alto Adige got a better name, and it's a DOC or a DOCG wine, and this one's an IGT. It's like the third level, not the top level. But I don't care about what level it is, as long as it's good. And it is really good. So keep that in mind when you're looking for Pinot Grigio. I like Pinot Grigio where I didn't used to. The acidity is great on this thing. It tastes delicious. It's well made. And I'm very happy to be drinking uh, Pinot Grigio in January. So that's it for me. Uh, We'll have more wines coming up. Probably more white wines because it's winter and I'm backwards. But um, what are you going to do? So keep it cheap over and out. And adios. This is Dave. I'll be talking to you in a couple of days. Bye-bye.